0: Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 18.
1: So for today we're going to talk about the concept of balance. And I will put my hand up and say it's a word I really try not to use when it comes to describing that place in life that we all seem to be striving for. Um, that place where it feels like we're getting all the key elements of our lives—being work, family, and self—kind of right. Um, and I know you don't like the word balance either. So, so why is that? Why is striving for balance a bit of a fool's game?
0: Oh, I really, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the idea of balance when it's applied to life, you know, the particularly work life balance. I mean, when you think about the act of balancing um and I, I slackline, so it's kind of like tightrope walking. <laughs> yeah. Um and just to maintain my balance on a slackline is hugely tiring. You know, everything has to be aligned and mentally I need to be focused simply on the act of being balanced. And when I kind of try and apply that idea to life, it just doesn't equate. Because you think you think about trying to balance work and, and home or family and work, whatever you want to, you know, call it. We try so hard to maintain a balance where everything is evenly weighted and, you know, distributed across all segments of life so that we remain upright and centered that alone, like just juggling those things is exhausting. And I just don't think that it's, uh, you know, it equates to living a, a life where we're actually mindful and in the moment because we're so busy freaking out about the fact that one side is heavier than the other in, in any given moment and i think it's it's really the antithesis of of mindful living so i subscribe completely to the idea of tilting into the the moment you know and also combining that with taking a much longer view of balance you know quote unquote balance and looking at it over a period of a month or 6 months or a year because i think that's when you get a good Sense of how balanced mm, yeah. you are in life, not in the day, like not in the hour to hour, or even the day to day, because like, life is is busy and complex. Regardless of how hard we try for it to not be, there's just a lot of moving parts. And I think when we're trying to balance all those moving parts at any given moment, it's just it's exhausting beyond the fact that it's probably also impossible.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. Well, I, I think that balance suggests we can compartmentalize our lives. Yeah. So, here's, you know, here's where I look after my family. Here's where I do my work. Here's where I look after myself. <laughs> and the reality is no, that's not possible and the reality is all these things bleed into each other. And if you're trying to stop that bleeding, it it's a bit of a futile game. Um and I did I remember hearing Butt Rose once. Um she's an Australian legend journalist who used to edit, ooh, Clio or yeah, Cosmo, Cosmo one, yeah. one of those. They're <laughs> basically the same magazine. Um, but, yes, yeah, I remember her saying once that balance is just a moment in time and that's such, it just really mm. struck me at the time because I was like, oh, my God, like all this striving I'm doing for balance is like I'm striving for this moment in time and it lasts one moment and then you're unbalanced again, and then you're trying to get back to that moment in time, and it, and it's as you say, it takes just so much, so much energy to kind of be in that spot, and it really your energy could be spent doing so, so many better things. So, I um, I have a few ways I ca- approach the whole concept of balance, and one is I like to operate in a zone, so I um, I have my my le- second book is out at the moment. It's called Practical Perfection. And in there I describe um, kind of – It's a, there's a Venn diagram. So there's three circles, um, productivity, priorities and passions – and where those three circles intersect is a zone and that, that middle zone is where I try to operate in. And a bit like your tilting thing, so every so often I get pulled out of that center zone into one of those three circles. Um, and then I just and you yeah, and I tilt with it, and then I just try to gently pull back into that middle zone, you know, where and when I can. Um And the way that I kind of take, so you take the long view with regard to, you know, having things like seasons in life. So I take the long view in, There's, I I wish I knew who created this or came up with this. I've not been able to find it out, but there's a traffic light system. And I remember he said that what he would do is he'd kind of break down the key areas of his life and he would say, okay, so with regard to family today. Am I, you know, was I red light? Not, you know, not very good. Um, was I, you know, orange light? You know, so, so, not good, you know, not great, but not bad. And was I green light? You know, as, you know, as good as I could be on this given day. And so he would go through those key aspects of his life and apply the traffic light color to it. And what that did was, you know, if you have one day in the red for, say, family, you know, that's not a terrible thing. It's just one day. If you have like two weeks in the red, okay, that's a signal to that. You really need to just take a step back, look at what's going wrong at the family level and do something about it. Um, and I really like that system because, you know, it, it takes away that harsh judgment that we tend to have on ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, to say like, you know, you have a fight with your husband on a given day, but by the end of the day, I don't know, you've made up. And, it's easy to focus only on that fight and think, oh, I'm just not getting this family thing right, right now. I'm the worst, you know, I'm the worst wife or I'm the worst person. Um, but if you take a step back and apply the traffic light system to that day, you go, right, we had a fight, but we sorted it out and we came up with a solution. So, you know, that's an orange kind of day instead of just it being, you know, red. Um, so that's kind of the approach that I take with regard to balance is going right, Here's the long view. Here's my little Venn diagram where I try to, you know, if I'm getting pulled in one direction or not, I know what I need to do to get back to center, and I just slowly start working my way back there.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm I'm not as um, organised as you are in my approach. <laughs> Surprise anyone, but uh. <laughs> this is
1: where I want to take a moment. To I was talking to um at the conference I'd just been to, I was talking about the key difference between P's in the Myers Briggs, P's perceivers, which is what Brooke is, and J judges, which is what I am, and how funny it is <laughs> um, you know Brook, Brooke's very glo- go with the flow you know I do what you like for this podcast I do all the notes and I need to I need to have a basic outline and Brooke's like yeah you know let's just see where the conversation goes and I'm like yeah I can see where the conversation goes as long as I have my notes <laughs> <laughs> I can see because I've written it down <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so yeah and so as you can you guys can tell like we also take very different approaches to our lives so brooks much more organic in how <laughs> about things whereas i i like having diagrams and graphs and just a plan i, yeah, but a I, plan.
0: Think, <laughs> and I think that's where the beauty of it is because it's working you know yeah um,
1: and both approaches absolutely work yep. depending yep. on which person you are and, and i think this is a good time just to quickly mention from a self-awareness point of view and more. You know, I know Brooke doesn't particularly love labels but I love them because they they help me with self-acceptance and self-awareness. So quite often I would find myself going, why can't I be a bit more like Brooke? You know, she's so easygoing and go with the flow and I really need to be more like that whereas knowing that this way that I am is hardwired into me means that I go, right, well, you know, this is how I approach life. I don't need to be like Brooke. Brooke's way works for her. My way works for me, and we both end up in the same place, which is, you know, where, and again, I don't want to use the word balance, but where we feel we need to, we need another word for balance. Yeah, I know. What's the word for balance that, because I keep kind of, it keeps coming up in conversation. and I have to keep going, look.
0: Because it's uh, not, the, the, the word isn't the problem. I think it's the idea that we can somehow strike this perfect balance.
1: Like balance in,
0: you know, if, if you're talking about it in the context of, I get a long-term view. Sure. It's fine. It works. I think it's when, as you say, it's like when you're looking at a moment in time as being perfectly balanced, that's the problem. So yeah, you're right. We do need a different word or to like take away the, the negative connotation of it. But, um, yeah, I think you're right. And we end up in, you know, if not the exact same place in terms of our outcomes, it's the same place in terms of us feeling, you know, balanced, um, and content to kind of tap into the last week's episode.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, that I do yeah, I find myself in conversation a lot with people where I'm kind of describing these concept concepts that we're talking about here and every single time I'm like da da, 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 da balance. Mm. I'm like, but oh, I don't want to use the word balance. Um but you know, I almost think maybe we need to reclaim the word a little bit and go look at you know, it's okay, it's almost like defining your own happiness or defining your own success we need to all start defining what balance looks like for us as individuals because, again, what balance looks like for you is very different to what it looks like for me and neither way is right or wrong. It's just whatever works, right? Yeah, and I think it's just being aware of
0: what works for us as well Um, and to kind of take the idea of awareness further, I as I was saying before, I'm not nearly as organized with you in my approach like with. I, I appreciate the idea of the stoplights, <laughs> I, like I really do, and the, the diagrams and stuff, and I get it. Um, for me, it's more just an intuitive thing, like uh, you know I'll lay in bed at night, some nights, not every night, uh, and think, "How did I go today?" You know Did I yeah. did, How do I feel in my gut about my parenting? And if there's a pang,
1: you know that, that <laughs>
0: gut pang you get, kind yep. of that electric feeling in your stomach. You're like, ah, oh, that wasn't great, um, you know. Or I think about my best mate who I haven't spoken to in months. She lives in London. I'm like, ah, oh, there's that pang. I got to do something about that. Similarly with work and home and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I, I still ask myself the question and. Sometimes, and this is a perfectly valid response I've discovered over the last few years, sometimes that's just life. You know, sometimes it's a season, it's a period. We're in a period of really quite a lot of work going on at the moment for my husband and I, and that's fine. It's just been a matter of me saying I'm tilting into work and parenting and being a good parent, that's a non-negotiable. So those two things are taking a huge amount of my life at the moment, so things that have slipped, uh, housework, like it's still fine. We're not living in a pigsty, <laughs> but it's not to the like the level that I would normally have the house looked after, and that's okay. Like no one's getting sick, so you know, <laughs> I feel like it's okay. No one's developing Ebola. That's right. I feel like we're in a Ebola-free space still, so <laughs> that's acceptable. Um, but you know, like it, it's just been a renegotiation of time and priorities. And I feel like that to me is what it looks like to be in different seasons as well. Um, Cause there'll be times where work is much quieter and I get to focus on home rhythms and, and that kind of stuff more. That's fine. Like I'm okay for the, for the overall picture to be one of balance. And then in the, in the weekly kind of picture to be swinging between these things. And that's sort of how I view tilting. It's like, I don't need to be across everything all the time To feel like I'm doing well in life, it's more the the long term kind of vision, the long term picture, and then that checking in with my gut occasionally, you know, and paying attention if I get those pangs, uh, because I think those pangs are like my language of of come on, Brooke, a little tap on the shoulder
1: kind of thing. Yeah, I think almost what you've described there in my head to me almost looks like a bit of flow, like yeah, yeah, like you know your your energy is flowing kind of to where it needs to be, where it's needed the most. And I almost think like a good thing to check is checking your energy as well and going, right, if there's too much negative energy, I'm not I need to do something about that. But if it's all you know, if it's for the most part positive energy and that positive energy is flowing kind of where it needs to go in a very organic way, then yeah, I think that's quite a nice way a nice place to be.
0: Yeah. It feels it's a it feels like a really good place when, when I'm there. And you're right. It's just paying attention and being aware of that energy flow, you know, paying whatever it is that you want to, to kind of call it. Um, and first of all, understanding that it's not always going to be perfect. That's fine. Like the mm. pains will be there. Um, and second of all, knowing what to do and what to pull back on or what to add in to kind of level things up a little bit. Um, for me, the thing that almost always got shafted was, self care of some description. Uh be that like exercise, decent food, uh, or time for myself. And the third one is the one that I'm working on the most now. Um and it's because I mean this year we've been working Ben and I have been working on improving the way we eat and making sure that we're like we're doing yoga every day at the moment. Um and those things have made a massive difference. And what I'm realizing is it doesn't take a lot. Like I don't need to set aside an hour a day for, you know, self-care, sitting by myself, reading a book kind of thing. If I can, great. But if I can't, five minutes is enough. Uh, And I think realising that that's enough to kind of shift things back into that feeling of positive energy as well is is really helpful.
1: Definitely, almost like a foundational kind of thing. So it's almost like if the foundation is strong, then things can tilt and move and roll around as much as they like because eventually... They're always going to come back to centre, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and going back to something that you said before about the danger of breaking life up into these different areas, like work-life balance, for example, is that the the fact that we compartmentalise, uh, you know, parts of our life. I was reading an article, and I, I can't remember where it was. It might have been on the City Morning Herald website. It was quite a while ago about. What happens when we do that and we we split ourselves between work and life, you know, the work-life balance, people's behaviors and actions and choices become disconnected from their morals and their their personal ethics. If people have a work life and then a life-life, people find themselves sometimes making these choices that are really not in keeping with their, their personal kind of values at work. And I found that really interesting because I mean we look at it in terms of energy and time and managing those things, but i I just found that fascinating um that you know it can have that kind of impact as well, and we find ourselves behaving in a way that is not in keeping with with who we feel like we are.
1: yeah, oh definitely. well, I think that actually um ties in really nicely with an article that Lisa Earl McLeod wrote for The Huffington Post why. And her the article was titled Why Work Life Balance is a Flawed Concept and What to Do Instead. Um, and it's a really good article and it's worth hunting down and, and reading. But I really liked how she finished it off and she said, You don't have a work life and a personal life. You have just one life, yours.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag Be LetItBePod. Or uh, head over to letitbe.fm and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. Uh, finally, if you wanted or felt you know the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful, and um, you know we we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what you think. for your ease. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.